Microsoft <laughs> I just had to start with that audio file. I think you have to turn that, that portion down a little bit. I know. <laughs> just FYI, the Spurs did not get quite Leonard. Just want to make sure that's clear. Alright, what's up? This is At The Line. I'm Ty Yeager, here with my amazing co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Mac. And we got another special guest joining us. It's Tom Petrini, who is a now a freelance sports journalist. How are you doing t- tonight, Tom? I'm alright. How are you doing? It's going, it's going. Laughing at Scooter Mag- Magruder and his great-ass videos. Is that where that came out from? Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> it's, it's, hold on, I'll play, I'll play the file that I have. This is not real. I knew it. I knew it. I told them. What did Drake say in the meeting? I knew it. There's a 99% chance he was going to the Lakers. 99% chance he's going to the Raptors. I never doubted it. We got Paul George. I'm not watching basketball anymore. At this point, take Westbrook too. Blow it up. Blow the whole thing up. We waited all this time for him to sign with the Clippers. We missed out on all those free agents. Sorry, I was. I just wanted to show. I just wanted to show. That's how butthurt all Laker fans really are at this point. And it's like, there's. It's not. You can't get enough accurate enough what he does. But all right, well, we got a lot to talk about. I had to cut down the music. We have Marcus Morris. Is he backing out of his deal? So, what players could the Spurs go after if he does back out? Um, Lonnie is. Torching the summer league, Tom is going to talk in depth because he's been following summer league all, all for the past two weeks, and there's a lot more chaos going around the league that we got to talk about. But first, let's get let's get started with the breaking news, essentially that's happening today that as we record. So this could be changing by the time that this comes out, but right now, Marcus Morris, who had agreed to take his deal with the San Antonio Spurs. For two years, twenty million deal, twenty million deal with a player option on the second year. Seems like he's kind of re, he's questioning that deal to possibly take a deal with the New York Knicks, which is bullshit. I'm just gonna what? say it. <laughs> so, and it looks like he, he looks like the Knicks could be offering him a one year, roughly fifty million dollar offer on the table. And so Morris had to verbally agree to his Spurs contract, and Do- and the Spurs they even did a lot like trading Davis Bertans. To open up the MLE, and now it's nothing. So now, I know as a Spurs fan, I am panicking. I mean, it's definitely not a great look to verbally commit to a team. And you know, of course, nothing's signed in blood. He's not. He's not signed on the on the dotted line yet. But it affects other people. You know, if if Marcus Morris wasn't coming to the Spurs. They would have just used the middle level exception to sign Damari Carroll. Instead, they traded Bertans uh, and worked it into a sign and trade for Damari Carroll so that they could use the middle level exception to get Marcus Morris. And in theory, it's like, okay, well, they still have the middle level exception. Yeah, that's fine. But they don't really have a player worth paying the whole thing to. Exactly. And it's. It's and there's not that really that many people left on the market that the Spurs could really honestly use like Morris was at that, at that four position. Right, and you know I I said yesterday it would have been great if the Spurs just got one of those guys, Damari Carroll or Marcus Morris. They got both of them. They might not get both of them now, um, 
I think the Spurs will be fine without Marcus Morris if he doesn't decide to come. But um, I, I think that he he really would have added a lot um, as you, you can't have too many versatile wings on both ends of the floor. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before. But it happened with DeAndre Jordan. He had committed to, um, I can't even remember, or Dallas. he had committed to Dallas. And they had that whole lockout at his house. And then next thing you know, he signs back up with the Clippers. And then ends up getting traded out. <laughs> right. So, yeah, they they went through all of that to keep the gang together and then broke it up. Um, right. Hey, trade so, him for KP. I'll give him that. We've seen players do this before, but... It doesn't happen all point, the time, though. Yeah, it, like doesn't, it's, it's, it doesn't happen all the time. And for it to include a trade, you know... For for somebody to say, oh yeah, I'll sign this as long as you take care of this first, and and that'll make it possible. Backing out of something like that after the first step's been completed, that's a that's rough. Yeah, I think that shows. I mean, I think that's the worst thing about it. Uh, you know, he he verbally agrees to the Spurs and and the the that contract essentially that the uh, the two for twenty um, with the with the record showing that they're going to trade Davis to open up more room for him and then he's going to agree to that and then the Spurs end up trading Davis to the Washington Wizards um, for essentially nothing like I think they got a second round pick but they essentially trade Davis and then Marcus backs out of that but that's I agree with you guys it's just that's extremely extremely bad optics on his end yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's not great yeah, but don't worry the San Antonio Zoo is coming to help they <laughs> they they are ready to cut his uh was was a supporter annual pass that expires tomorrow? <laughs> hey, those things are expensive, man. You can't <laughs> don't don't be dishing on don't, don't be don't be hating on that. Hey, on hey the hey the San Antonio Zoo they try to get keep Kawhi. I'll give them that, and now they're trying to get more keep Morris from keep Green to his deal. I'll give them that, but you know we should have they should have instead of doing the that boogie cousins billboard they should have done Marcus Mar- Marcus Morris billboard that way it could have showed them hey we you know we want you we're we're serious here about you. I, I don't know. I've, I'm hoping he doesn't back out his deal. I saw that according to was it Sean Haynes or I'm Chris saying, Haynes? Chris yeah. Haynes. I think I'm getting Sean Marks stuck in my head now. Chris Haynes said that in his report that it may it looks optimistic that the Spurs will be able to sign him, but still that the that it there's the possibility for it to happen is still very nerve wracking as a Spurs fan. What he brings to the table is good. Don't don't. Everybody needs to understand, and and I think this is one of the those knee jerk reactions that people were like, "Oh, screw him, f him, we don't need him," stuff like that. Look, I I definitely understand that there's a sense of pride when it comes to when it comes to any any team and and supporting a team, but at the same time, honestly, for me, I think we kind of need to um, temper our expectations and kind of hold them off until just like you said tom you know you need to nothing's been set in stone nothing's been written in blood yet um so once the pen once the pen to paper happens then at that point we can start you know flinging off all those draft tweets about you know shitting on him big time but at this point right now i think people need to kind of pull back because he's still a 13 point player um i'm just looking at some of the stats here 13 point players shooting about 0.375 so nearly 0.38 38% from the three. He's shooting well. I mean, 
fifty percent from from the two from mid range. So he's a good player, and the fact, like you you mentioned, Tom, he's a, a versatile, switchable wing that could have definitely brought some grit to this team. I think we kind of need to temper expectations a little bit. Just 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 pump the brakes, everybody. Just calm down. We we it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, everybody's saying like, oh, him considering this, you know, makes me not even want him. Like if if you got offered a five million dollar raise to play in Madison Square Garden, yep, uh, you know, you you would think about it. Um, and you know, it is a business, and there's still incentive on both sides to get a deal done in San Antonio. San Antonio yep. is a better basketball option for him. Um, and you know, I mean, Mac, you did it. The money works out. That it's you know he'll he, he'll keep more of it in Texas, um, yep. so you know it, it really comes down to what he wants. Um, I've seen people joking or maybe not joking that uh, he'll get bought out by the Knicks and go to the Lakers midseason. Uh, <laughs> this would be hilarious. He he is a clutch sports uh, client. Yeah, I was gonna so, le- I was gonna lean to that where he his Rich Paul's his agent and. It just seems that there's a lot of snake type behavior around players with Rich Paul. Just it just seems that when you look at you look at LeBron, you look at AD, that's all Rich Paul right there. There's all these other players that are that are represented by Rich Paul, including Dejounte Murray, and I know that scares a lot of Spurs fans because it's Rich Paul is something else in this league. He's becoming a force of nature, and it's and not in the good way. Right. I mean, we we saw what happened to New Orleans um, because AD wanted to play with LeBron or LeBron wanted to play with AD. Um, I don't think being a a clutch sports client makes you, you know, a bad guy or shady guy or anything. Yeah, it's Um, it's not I'm not saying that the player is shady. Like, I know DeJounte is not shady, but Rich Paul himself is shady. Right. And I think we have to understand that we're living in a new era now in terms of player empowerment. And, you know, so sometimes we're going to get things not work out for teams. And, um, you know, it's it's definitely scary for teams and team owners. But for the amount of times things don't work out for players, um, you know, some balance is coming. I always root for labor um, within reason. Mac, what do you think about Rich Paul? <laughs> yeah, no, I, and obviously Rich, Rich Paul doesn't like us for for reasons, <laughs> clear reasons. And I, I mean, when when I read that, when I read that take, I was like, you know what? It it just seems like there's a lot of bad swirling around around clutch sports and Rich Paul, and and yeah, it's he's extremely nefarious, and him and LeBron are are doing things that. Or ultimately, I think going to lead to, or it looks like it might lead to a lockout, just because you're starting to see, and it's really glaring. You're starting to see these smaller, um, and I, I hate to to even bring this up, but it's it's I think it's more glaring than it's ever been before. But you're starting to see these smaller markets get screwed over by, you know, all star players, um, Kawhi leaving the Spurs. Um, AD leaving New Orleans. Paul George <laughs> uh, forcing his way out of Oklahoma City. Go join Kawhi. Exactly, exactly. And, and I mean, I understand. I understand the whole fact that they're going back home, and you know that's their that's their home. But at the same time, like you have a contract that you need to honor. Now, again, yes, obviously, it's there's things that can be done to um, 
to make it work. Like, for example, with all the trades that went down. But it's just if you're going to see an all-star force his way out of that contract, then there's no reason to even give him that contract to begin with. And then it just screws over the, you know, the smaller market teams. So it just, it just sucks. I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I, I can see something happening where these owners or sorry, governors are going to, uh, <laughs> uh, these, these governors are going to have, are going to sit down and say, look, this, this is ridiculous. Like all these superstars are going to, are, are going to these, you know, larger markets just because of everything else. Instead of being competitive and trying to win somewhere else, there's very few people like that. And it all comes down to, it just so happens, Rich Paul is kind of the the core of that all. <laughs> all exactly. his clients are the ones that are, you know, doing these things. I just hope we got Jante... Rich Paul doesn't get into Jaunty's head. That's like the, I think that's the biggest fear out of any Spurs fan. Where you, since Rich Paul is kind of the core of all this, you just think the next domino would be Dejounte, kind of the upcoming point guard. It all depends on when they extend him. Like if they, if Spurs can extend him for a few more years, um, I think next year, next summer is when they're going to send him. You might want to correct me on that, Tom. But I think they're if they extend him then it should be fine for a little bit longer. I think he has a year left on his rookie deal. Right. So he he can be extended this next season, correct? Like yes. That? Yeah, so. All right. All right, so now moving on, since Marcus Morris could possibly be backing off his deal, that Spur, there is report that the Spurs are looking at, are contacting other wing free agents to kind of fill in that position just in case Morris does leave. So uh, let's talk about some of the free agents that could be possible chances and see what you guys feel about them. Um, one of the latest additions to the free agent market was Sean Livingston, who just got waived by the Warriors. Dude's a six seven six seven. I don't believe how I don't know how he runs the point the point at six seven, but he's he's available and could be a possible chance with the MLE with nine point two million. What do you guys think about uh, Sean Livingston? Um, he's a little older than I would like. Uh, whoever they sign with that money to be. Um, you know, I, I think the Spurs have a good amount of veteran leadership and, um, you know, they're going to have a good rotation with or without Marcus Morris. I think it's going to be pretty guard heavy still, um, even with the additions on the wing. So signing a, I know he's six, seven, he can probably play multiple positions and positions are made up. Um, but I would want somebody with a little bit more defensive upside and, um, you know, I, I I think they can do better than Sean Livingston. Mac, what do you think? Yeah, I think if <clears throat> if you somehow move Patty um, and you lose that that third point guard um, or even Bryn, I think I think Sean would be a great pickup because you have that, like like Tom said, you have that, that veteran presence there. Um somebody that's been in that position or in, in a similar position for a very, very long time. Um, and, and sometimes he just, because he's so big and he, he plays that point guard position, which point guards are normally about six, four and below. It's just, it's just, he's a nightmare matchup. And we've, we've gotten a lot. The Spurs have gotten slaughtered by, by Sean Livingston so many times, countless times that, yeah, it, it, I mean, it would be nice to see him carve up other teams for once. Exactly. And then also add on that if you do bring in John Livingston, you have two mid-range nightmares with him and DeMar, <laughs> which 
that it, that sounds like a nightmare analytic wise, but it sounds fun to watch if you're just a normal fan. <laughs> just watch. Well, he's got that mid range too now. Ooh. Ooh, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. <laughs> we'll t- yeah, we'll talk about that next segment. Uh, the next one is, I think this one's more of a stretch. It's Kelly Oubre, who's a restricted free agent. I think he's the only one on our list where the Suns could e- could easily match any contract that's offered to him. But what do you guys think about the chances of getting Kelly Oubre and what, how he could fit on this team? I think he's probably the best wing player available, um, which is why I think the Spurs won't really have a chance to sign him. <laughs> uh, I, I think that... The Suns would for sure match that. Um, they need to, at least. They should. Yeah, yeah, they should. Because he, he flashed a lot of potential last year. Um, he He's a, a special player, can do a lot of things. Um, true small forward. Um, and, you know, can play the four in small lineups. Knocked, knocks down outside shots, gets to the rim. He's He's a really good player. Yeah, he's smooth. I mean... He's he's the get the type of guy that's just like effortless with the ball and, and scoring, um, so he'd be great at the small at the small forward at the three four, um, and this goes for for what I'm about to say goes for both Kelly as well as um, Sean Livingston. I think they're a little bit small to guard the four, like as far as weight wise and and and, um, and physique wise, because they're a little bit on the lighter side. But they can definitely hold their own against one through three, and the good thing about Kelly is he can he has that ability to switch defensively. Um, so I would I would say that, that would be the better option to go with if they were to if Morris doesn't sign. I mean, me personally, I would rather just go for broke and try to get Robert Covington. But you know, you would have to trade assets for that and stuff. So that's it, not necessarily free agents available currently. Yeah, right. I think if I were the Spurs, I would go ahead and offer Kelly Oubre. Just see what happens. See yeah, if, test the market on it. Yeah, just see what happens. If if the Suns if the Suns match it, oh well. If the Suns don't match it, amazing. You guys got a you got a young talent at that three position. You can move Rudy to that four position because Rudy's tall enough to guard the guard the four. Mm-hmm. And but you still get a young talent in Kelly Oubre, and then you can eat, putting him next to Lonnie and all them. Yeah, Lonnie he's only and three, so. Just, yeah, the, uh, you just added yep. add another piece to the young core. And the next one is another addition to the to the to the free agent markets, which be which would be Trey Lyles. Is more he's kind of more of that true four, though, at six ten especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the rest of these guys on this list it's going to be not for the full mid level exception, which would leave some uh, some money left over for the buyout market if the Spurs are interested. Are there any other uh, names that you're you're kind of interested in, Tom? That Spurs could possibly sign up, not even if even if it's not the full MLE. Um, I think Amon Shumpert is intriguing. Um, if he can stay healthy, he can knock down outside shots, but needs to work on the consistency. Um, maybe Chip England could bring something special out of him um, because you know he really is just kind of a three and D guy at this point, um, and. One guy who Spurs fans are familiar with, uh, Jonathan Juice Simmons, is an unrestricted <laughs> free agent. Um, that would be that would be fun to have him back. Uh, you know, he he hasn't had the career that he wanted to outside of San Antonio. <laughs> um, but 
you know, you, you know what you're getting with Jonathan Simmons. He's he's a dog, and he jumps really, really high. So bring back number seventeen, baby. Bring back number seventeen. I don't know if I would want him just be. Or it, I guess this goes back to the whole like um, Marcus Marcus Morris thing. Like, do you want him back because of all the shit that he's he's said about the Spurs or like the attitude he's had towards the Spurs? I don't think he talked that much. That much noise. I think he he yeah. didn't talk a lot of shit. I, I, I yeah, I'll, I'll admit. But it was like it was shade thrown indirectly. Like he wanted his own time. He didn't want people to restrict him. He thought the Spurs were holding him back. It's like really, you think the Spurs were holding you back, or maybe you're just not as good as you think you are. Yeah, I mean, we we do see guys leave San Antonio and then not produce at similar levels to what they were doing in San Antonio. Right. All right. So, well, that wraps up for this segment. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more summer league. Tom has all that information. Plus, we're going to talk about Lonnie's just torching it, and then Drew 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 Eubanks tried to take someone out, someone's balls out. So, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey guys, have you ever listened to At the Line and then suddenly think, "Huh, I kind of want to make my own podcast." Well, guess what? I have something that's going to be the best tool for you in starting off your podcast. It's called Anchor, and this is what we use here at The Line. Fun. It's absolutely free to use, and guess what? I know some of our hosting websites, they cost money to have you start your podcast, host it, and all that. Anchor doesn't do that. It's absolutely free, and there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer if you don't have all the equipment that you want. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so you don't have to go to all these other websites and figure out, how do, what, what do I put, how do I get this? It's so confusing, Anchor, although makes it easy for you, and they will put your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcasting websites. And guess what? The best part of it? You can make money from your podcast, but no minimum listenership. That means you can do your podcast for free while making money. Who doesn't love that? And it's everything that you need to make your podcast in one place. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your free podcast. I'm Jonathan Sanford, former voice of the San Antonio Spurs. You're listening to the At The Line Podcast. All right, we're back here at the line. We're we are joined by the real Tom Petrini, and he's been covering all sorts of summer leagues action so far this this summer. And it's been pretty fun to watch summer league Spurs, especially Lonnie Walker, who's been averaging thirty points a game on fifty eight percent shooting. Dude, Tom, how what is this? What is Lonnie doing that he's just outperforming everyone? Lonnie Walker, when he fell to eighteen on draft night. That was only because of injury concerns. Um, you know, he would have been a lottery pick if not for that. And he's healthy now. He's still just 20 years old. And he developed a lot last year in Austin. Um, and clearly he's been working on a lot of things since last season. Um, and when he when he goes out there in Summer League and plays, like, he clearly doesn't belong there. Like Thomas Robinson said, Lonnie doesn't belong here. Um, after that 32 point game last night, um, 
you know, I, I think that's the last we're going to see of him in Summer League, which is a bummer because I'm getting out to Vegas tomorrow and I do want to see him play, but I want to see him play in San Antonio more. So um, absolutely fine if they shut him down. He's really shown everything that you would want him to show. Um, and that's really that he is the best player out there for any team, really, in Summer League. Yeah, I do have a piece coming out on uh, on the Spurs Zone, which it was which at the line is brought to you by the Fox New- the Fox Four News Spurs Zone. But I have a piece coming out on Kendrick Perkins tweeting out the same thing, saying that Lonnie is something special and he he just should be sitting out the rest of Summer League. And I have a piece coming out on that t- on Wednesday. But he's this dude is he's shown that he's he is not supposed to be long there, like you said. He is playing out of his mind. He is scoring from everywhere on the damn floor. And he's he's also just a quick mother effort too. He is he loves to go coast to coast and rip people on his speed. He's he's great in transition and um I, I think the thing that we're seeing now is the big jump that I'm seeing is his ability to one get to the rim in half court. Um he's he's getting really elusive with his dribble. His dribble's tightening up and that was sort of a, a question mark coming into the league. Um, and then he's also gotten that mid range jumper so consistent where if you give him a foot of space, he's pulling up and drilling it. Um, and he's at a point with it, with every part of his game where he can straight up take over. Um, and that's been, I think the most exciting thing for me to watch and thinking about how that projects to maybe a sixth man role where he can come in and just provide ISO scoring punch right off the bench. Do you, do you think that his transition speed is kind of also his Achilles heel at the same time? It's like his, his double-edged sword because he's so fast. He's kind of – that's his problem. Because for me – and let me, I guess I should explain that or I should clarify that. But I think he's he's a little too it, – it's, it's chaotic. Like sometimes it's just how fast he is, how strong he is, how athletic he is. It's chaos. I think he still has has some to go to kind of rein that in, because like you said, he has all this this insane abilities that I think he he's still kind of figuring out how to control that. I forgot who said it. I forgot who said it, but someone said it perfectly. Where his his mind is going a hundred times is going like a hundred miles per hour, while and his body's just trying to keep up. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would. That's that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm asking, posing the question to Tom, because I know you also spent a lot of time with him because you did that piece on him from uh, Reading, right? Or Reading? Yeah, Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Um, I I've had a, a number of conversations with him, and um, you know, he's he's a very down to earth guy, um, but he also believes that he can be one of the best players in the league. Um, he's said that to me multiple times and, you know, we're, we're seeing glimpses now of him, I think in control a lot of the time in Austin, he was like you said, a little, a little reckless with it. And I think the bigger thing in Austin is sometimes he would be sort of disengaged where if, you know, he wasn't sort of the the focal point of the offense he was having a tough time and that hasn't been a problem in summer league because he's been the focal point of the offense. Um, 
so that that's one thing that I'm looking at. I talked to Carl Schoening uh, the other day on my YouTube channel. Um, Carl does a play-by-play for all of the Austin games, and he said that's one thing that he's still sort of waiting for Lonnie to get better at. But I think in terms of controlling the game, he's at a point now where he is outthinking guys on the court, and um, you know he he has such a a lethal, efficient skill set right now. Mm-hmm. I mean that that jump shot. I I cut together a tape. I did a I did a video on Lonnie breaking all of this down, and there were like like four or five side pick and rolls, just pistol sets where he he took it baseline. They switched the pick and roll of the defense, and it was a larger defender giving him space, and he he was just pulling up, bang, pull up, bang. And, you know, early in the shot clock, late in the shot clock, it doesn't really matter. Um, he he looks he looks ready. And it's a skill that, you know, NBA competition isn't really going to have much of an answer for. Because, I mean, shooting projects. The, the defense has been pretty tight on a lot of these. You know, these are like DeMar DeRozan contested 18-footers. Yep. And he's just drilling all of them. Um, so yeah, I, I really don't think Lonnie has much more to show. He, he even put some saucy passing on display last night. And that was the one thing that he hadn't really shown us. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's ready for a bigger role this year for sure. So let's, let's move from Lonnie and uh, let's just move over to some other elite summer league players. There's been a lot of standouts when it comes to the Spurs. My butt, my my man, Jeff Ledbetter. He's still showing up on his shooting. <laughs> lo, lo, mayor of Cedar Park. Do uh, <laughs> mayor of Cedar Park. <laughs> that dude's the career, the career G League. Hey, he's a cool dude, man. But uh, I I agree with Jabari. Jabari's like someone needs to give this man a goddamn contract because right, it's about time. Like he needs he needs an NBA contract. He needs, uh, but he's doing well. Uh, I think a surprise that was on the roster in the first place was Thomas Robinson, former was it fifth overall pick in yep. twenty in twenty twelve? Did I get that right? I or think eleven. Twenty eleven. Yeah. But he was a he's a former number five overall pick, and he's kind of he's kind of lost his step. But he's kind of shown he's kind of shown that he's worth something in this summer league. What do you think about him, uh, Tom? I mean, you said it. He was a, a fifth pick, and um, bounced around in the league and then bounced out of the league, was playing in, I think, Russia and China and the G League. Um, and he is, every single second that he's out on the floor, he is working his butt off trying to get back into the NBA somewhere. I don't know if it'll be in San Antonio, but... Hey, there's that uh, Russia spot open, possibly Marcus Morris leaves. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, like, Thomas Robinson and Mook Morris are basically brothers. Because um, Mook's family took him in after he had, um, you know, a, a, like three relatives die separately in a week. Jesus. And so the Morrises took him in, basically. And he actually has most of the same t- tattoos as the Morris twins. So it would be really funny if a roster spot opened up because of uh, Mook Morris negging on the deal, and then 
his sort of brother takes it. That would be really funny. Okay, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I just can't kind of think about it now. He's <laughs> but uh, is there any other standout in the summer league to you? Besides, I know Drew Eubanks tried to take someone's balls off the last night. <laughs> yeah, Drew U definitely got. I mean, he didn't get away with the low blow. He got ejected from the game. Um, Eubanks is another guy who looks close to NBA ready. I think out of the rookies, um, Quindary Weatherspoon looks great, looks ready for NBA play, not on the Spurs roster, Um, but he's 22 years old and he's playing like a, a very experienced player, which he is for the summer league. Um, and I think Keldon Johnson is the player who has the biggest potential to crack the rotation in San Antonio this year, just because of the, the positional need on the wing and his sort of NBA ready skill set. He was the third option at Kentucky. Um, so he's used to playing without the ball, which he'll be doing a lot of whenever he gets minutes with the big team um and he'll be sort of a, a really good finisher in this in the spurs system um he loves Kawhi leonard uh in terms of how he approaches the game um so and it's it's funny that he is a piece of the Kawhi trade now <laughs> um but he's he's gonna be really really good um and Shamanich probably has the highest ceiling out of the three. Um, he's more of a project, but 6'11", all those moves, he's going to be special someday. Yeah, and I'm, as much as I want to see Lonnie, I just want to see him ball out, I'm kind of okay with him sitting out the rest of the summer league because it just means more touches, more minutes for these other guys to really develop too. And we get to see more out of them. I think Kelton Johnson really is a guy that the Spurs are really high on that this guy could eat, like you said, he could easily crack the rotations, and he has he has a really good skill set that the Spurs the Spurs need. Somatic or Somnich, I keep I want to keep saying Somatic. I don't want to hit yeah, myself. Hard C. No hard C, no hard C. Somanich, he he's probably my favorite out of the fundamentals that this dude has. He has the skill set that I really like. I really like that KP type player. He has a really good skill set. He's athletic as hell for his for his size. But he just needs to, he needs to really strengthen up. It's, we've really seen that weakness kind of brought out whenever he's, he's trying to, he's trying to work inside. And then also he needs to work on his footwork where he's not traveling so often. He's, I feel like he's getting at least three travel calls a game. Yeah, he does travel quite a bit. Um, and obviously he needs to work on his, his muscle. He knows that the Spurs know that, um, you know, he's 19 years old, the he'll, he'll, uh, fill out a little bit as he graduates from boyhood. So what do you think because of this whole Marcus Morris debacle, do you think the Spurs, the, the actual Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs um, kind of give Luca some burn, um, you know, at the four position? Um, I think it's more likely that Keldon gets run at the four. Um, he played some small ball four in uh, at Kentucky. Um, I mean, right now he's just a little bit more polished, that's for sure, yeah. Right. I, I think Keldon Johnson has a more NBA-ready skill set, and Shamanich 
I I don't think they want to put him out there before he has that muscle. You know what I'm saying? Like they they want him to be physically prepared for the NBA. Um, you know, like if, if his game isn't ready, that's one thing. But if his body isn't ready, that's another. Exactly. Uh, so is there anyone off this summer league that you think does, could possibly earn that um, that 15th roster spot if Marcus Morris does leave? I mean, Ben Moore, um, the Spurs decided not to make him a restricted free agent. They didn't give give him an offer. Um, and he's he's been playing like a man possessed. Um, he might get an offer somewhere else if the Spurs don't decide to give him a spot. Um, but either, maybe either him or, or Thomas Robinson, um, if it comes down to that, which I don't know if it will, but, um, both of those guys have impressed me with not just their athletic prowess, but their approach to the game, their intensity. Um, they, they both got some dog in them. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk more about the NBA as a general whole and the chaos that's going on within it. All right, we'll be right back. I'm Ty Yeager, and I want to introduce you to the Rise Up Podcast community, a community for podcasters created by podcasters, dedicated to the promotion and growth of podcasts everywhere. Rise Up is not a network. There are no contracts and no control over your content. Just a vessel for you to spread the word of your work and connect with the fellow podcasters to collaborate, create, and promote. And guess what? It doesn't cost you a single cent to join the community. Join the Rise Up Podcast community today by visiting our website at bit.ly slash community and follow the community on Twitter at rupodcommunity. Again, that's bit.ly slash community and at rupodcommunity on Twitter. Come and join the community of podcasts and rise up with us. Rise Up Podcast Community. All right, that's that's how we're going to start this one. Wait, hold on. We got to have it. This is not real. Yeah, that's. That's gonna be the, the the main course of this of this segment. Dude, okay, oh my god! Like, I was sitting. It was I think it was like eleven o'clock at night. I had just driven four hours to to go visit my parents for the weekend, and uh, I was sitting down, just kind of unwinding, just going through some stuff on my computer. And next thing you know, I get the Woj bomb, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was so loud, <laughs> just because just because of everything that happened. It was nuts. I, I had work the next morning at 6 a.m., so I already went to bed <laughs> planning to go, like, because I need to be up at, like, 5.30, and my phone, like, starts vibrating and wakes me up. I'm like, oh, what is it? And, Holy shit! Kawhi got tra- Ka- Kawhi's <laughs> on the Clippers. Fuck yeah. I already called this. <laughs> Fuck you, Laker fans. Yeah, no, it was, when, when I saw the news, it was, um, it was a Woj bomb that, uh, brought some peace to my... Yes. Soul. Cathartic. Yeah, it was cathartic. For sure. It was it was definitely vindication, right? Yes. I, mean, I was playing Raptors, dashboard conventionals the entire night. Vindicated. The everything they could have done to to try to keep him there. They won a championship, for God's sake. 
It, and you, you wanted to be in Los Angeles. That's it. It's the river was, walk wasn't was really, enough for him. I was really waiting for like Tom Petty to come out and just start firing tweets off, dude. Oh yeah. I was no, waiting I, for I it. Did a, I did a live that night and usually it's like, you know, 40, 50 people in there maybe. And it got up to like 2000. I was like, Oh, Whoa, shit. Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> you should have been let... waiting for this one. <laughs> you should have let it rip, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went and my phone died. Oh um, God. I would have gone for an hour, bro. <laughs> if you, I was waiting for it, man. I was waiting for it. I think that's one of the reasons why I stayed up so late too, because I was like, I want to see this. I just want to see the world just burn. Oh, I'll set so, on fire. I since I'd be at work at at five thirty, you probably think I'd do the reasonable thing and go back to sleep. No, I was up to like three. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't go to sleep after that. No, I could. I, yeah, I couldn't really sleep after that, but. Uh, I did an emergency podcast with my buddy Matt Cather, and we went in depth as it, the morning after. So if you really want to see, hear my analysis on that, go listen to the emergency podcast. But I'm going to hand the reins to Tom and Tom and Mac on this one, how they feel about about Kawhi joining the Clippers and PG 13 out of nowhere joining, yeah, I, joining them I too. Think, I think that was the, the even bigger surprise. Like I was pretty positive that that Kawhi was was going to the Clippers. I mean, I had called it from the or, I mean, at least my prediction was always the Clippers from the very, very beginning, um, especially when the Clippers got Jerry West, because that dude is, he has magic. It's just, he's insane as a general manager. Um, but Paul George, to me, that was the bigger surprise because that came out of nowhere. And, and the fact that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, possibly the best, the one and two best, you know, small forward wing defenders. Two players, two player, two way players in the game. Yeah, two way players in the game are going to be on one team, and then you have Patrick Beverly, Montrez Hasrell, and I think Danilo Gallinari. No, no, is they, still on there. they trade Gallinari. Okay. Gallinari is gone, but they still got Lou Will. I they mean, still got Sweet Lou. God, they're they're pretty stacked, and I mean, obviously Paul George was kind of a shocking part of it, but in the lead up to it. A lot of people were saying, oh, I don't know if, if Kawhi is going to go to the Clippers if they can't get another star. Well, they did. And, yep. you know, I, I always made jokes about how Paul George is just like the great value Kawhi Leonard. But, like, he was he would have been an MVP candidate this year if he stayed healthy. Yep. Um, so they they really put together a juggernaut pretty quickly. And, they, I mean, you said it, Jerry West has been – absolutely phenomenal running the show for the Clippers. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kawhi Leonard requested a trade from San Antonio to Los Angeles. They'd ship them to Canada instead. He went up there <laughs> the ultimate like finesse move, the and ultimate then, petty, petty move after, after, you know, Kawhi won his championship in Toronto and then as a free agent, he says to Paul George, who's under contract in Oklahoma City, hey, you want to play for the Clippers together back home in L.A.? And Paul George is like, yo, trade me now. <laughs> and Sam Presti has to do it in two days. And credit to Sam Presti, he got a haul for Paul George. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and you can do that when the prize is two players, right? Exactly. If you know you have to get Paul George to get Kawhi, Price just went up. 
price of the brick going up. I mean, and and they got a a historic haul. Um, but I've noticed that it's never guys who are playing in Los Angeles demanding a trade to Oklahoma City. Um, yeah. and we're we're seeing now that these players are kind of free agents even when they're under contract. Um, from Kawhi to AD to now Paul George. Um, Kawhi hit him with the twofer, it, right? Cause, yeah. Because he, he forced his way out of San Antonio, and then he forced Paul George's way out of Oklahoma City. And, and it, um, it, brings up a, it brings up the discussion of if there should be some reform when it comes to player contracts like that, where it just feels like that the – it feels like the morals, as you would say, are a bit off with it, where – if you're if you sign a contract, you you're expected to play out that contract unless you get traded. But now it's come it's come adding to the point where it's it's a player like you said earlier. It's a player it's a player control league, and I think some people do not mind that at all. But it does become <laughs> become a problem whenever it's this many players asking out of these small markets to the bigger markets, and it's really hurting these other teams. And I and I think that's that's where where it needs to dial in is, is that last port, the last part that you mentioned, because it's, I don't think it's, it's a problem that it's a player driven league. I mean, the players are obviously the ones doing the hard work. They're the ones that are out there putting their bodies on the line, you know, all that stuff. They're the ones bringing in the name, the revenues, stuff like that. But I think the problem is that if you have these players that consistently want to go to these bigger markets, it's going to be a problem for, for, you know, the smaller teams to, smaller teams to even keep to keep up um you know you're gonna have to get really really flexible with your cap or be magicians with your cap and try to make your team work to fit up against you know a super team um essentially like what we saw from the warriors i mean the warriors happened because they drafted well um and a team was put on together thank you to thanks to jerry west (laughs) who put that team together but um so at this point if you're jerry west is on your team your team's gonna do good and and this this leads to my other point. I think what Tom was saying, where you know OKC got a really great haul, I I agree with that. But at the same time, can they flip those assets into a championship? Because essentially, that's what Jerry West, Doc Rivers, Steve Ballmer are going for. They're doing they're doing exactly what Toronto did. Toronto took a chance on Kawhi Leonard, and they had the perfect. They were they were one piece away from or a couple of pieces away from making things work, and so they had the opportunity to bring one of those pieces in, and they they went for it. You know they traded their franchise player Demar, they traded a great young up and coming center, and then they also traded that first round pick. Thank you for Kelton Johnson, by the way, um, Toronto. <laughs> but <laughs> so so you have like. You have these teams that are now thinking, okay, if I can potentially win the championship, especially now that the West is wide open because the Warriors are not the Warriors anymore, am I going to go for it? And honestly, that's that's the way it should be because at least you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, that duo together for at least three or four years. So, And who knows how much longer. I mean, Kawhi is still in his prime. Paul George isn't too much older. So these guys can keep playing for the next five, six years you know, if they want to. Um, so it's just, they're going for it. And, you know, I respect it. I respect the hustle. 
for sure. I'm I'm glad that the Kawhi and Paul George moves sort of brought balance to the league. Um, you know, it's now, like you said, it's wide open. Um, it wouldn't have been so wide open if he went to the Lakers. A lot of people are like, oh, you need 15 guys on a roster. They would have filled out the roster. Don't worry about that. They are filling out the roster right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like they, they would have, they would have had guys on minimum contracts. It would, they would have been fine. Um, but now, now there's a a lot of parity in the league. Um, and it's, it's exciting to see after the Warriors have been sort of the, assumed champion for so many years and it's it feels like it feels like the league is going to instead of super teams it's become dep dep is what's really running is going to run this league and this will transfer into our to our next part which is essentially our twitter segment but it seems that two all-stars and a team full of dep is going to get you far in this league just especially with how many teams are running that type of system now and I think that the stack teams are like the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Spurs. Those are going to be teams that are going to do really well in a stacked West just based on how much depth they have behind them. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and it's not just depth, but it's the, it's the type of depth, the type exactly. of player. Um, any, any team that's going to be playing well in today's NBA is going to have guys who can guard multiple positions, and guys who can space the floor, um, you know, everything else is is great. The more skills a player has, is great. But that's something that the Spurs have gone after in pretty much every guy that they've gone after in the past couple of years. Exactly. Um, and that's that's what they've built. And so, I mean, the Spurs are definitely going to be in that category next year, regardless of if more signs or not of. Um, you know, a a very deep, very um, well-rounded team. All right, so let's go ahead and to our Twitter segment, which we I think everyone knows at this point. Twitter is our favorite platform. When you agree, Mac? <laughs> because that's, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, and I think a lot more people, a lot more professional. People, I mean, a lot of people reference it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it seems to just especially with sports. It just seems to be the home. But so if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Ty Yeager Radio. That's Mac Penn Media, and that's the real Tom Petrini. But so I tweeted out a because when it comes to trying to predict this West, it's not easy to predict the West at all. And I said I can't do I can't do a straight up one through eight seed. So I'm gonna do like a tier system, and I came up with three different tiers. There is the for sure tier, the fringe tier, which I really wish I renamed, and the not a chance tier. <laughs> So the for sure the for sure tier and again this whole thing that I'm about to go off on is very opinion based. This is not anything that's that's solid analytic stuff. This is a, a bit more of my opinion based on how I feel on teams. But the for sure team is that these are teams that should make the playoffs. That but it doesn't mean that they're going to be the top seeds or anything. That I feel like they will land in that one through eight no matter what, just based on my confidence with them, how they're built, how they're team can really do throughout the league that no matter what, I feel like these guys will be through the one through eight, no matter what the French tier is where everyone kind of gets on my ass about <laughs> that. I feel like these are teams that could make the playoffs or not make the playoffs. It's a make or break types type scenario. It doesn't mean they, 
they won't make the playoffs for sure, but I think there's a lot of situational factors that could could either make or break a team. That could be injuries. It could be just unknown factor that because we, we don't know half how these teams are going to play. And then just there's a lot of, and it does also doesn't mean that they're going to be complete horrible teams. These could be teams that could be really good, but again could be derailed by a single injury. I'm not saying that these are teams are shit at all. These are going to be good teams no matter what. And then the no chance tier. I don't think these guys have a chance of making the playoffs in any sort of way. I think they'll always land in the lottery. It doesn't mean that I don't think they have a potential, but I still don't think they will stack up in the West. All right, so here are my picks, though, for this. The first shirts are the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Spurs, and the Jazz. The fringe one, hold on, a trigger warning for everyone. The fringe teams, are for me, are the Lakers, the Rockets, the Warriors, the Mavs, the Pelicans, and the Kings. And the no chance are the Suns, the T-Wolves, the Grizz, and I feel like the Thunder, just based on how they're going into the rebuild mode currently. So, I know that I've been I've been getting roasted. I would say by multiple fans saying that this shit is list. What well, this list is shit. <laughs> we'll go with that. This shit is list. <laughs> we'll go with it. That the list is shit. That I'm a fucking dumbass, and that me putting the the Lakers, the Rockets, and the Warriors in the fringe is bullshit. And I don't know basketball. That I should delete my account. People are fucking. People are going a little too far on this, <laughs> uh, but um, if well, you... I think if the assumption for the whole thing is provided everybody stays healthy, the Lakers should be. I mean, the Lakers should be in so, the playoffs. Yeah, so, so saying that in a picture perfect league, I would put the I would put the Lakers in the for sure. But there's a lot of unknown. There's very there's a lot of injury potential with that team and a lot of chemistry issues that could possibly come awry and i'm not saying that the league is the lakers are fully healthy they're going to be fine i think they would be a for sure team but the league as we all know a season is never picture perfect for any team that injuries do happen that and we saw last year with the lakers where the lakers should have been a playoff team but due to a groin injury to, to lebron it fucking derailed them and this is a another lakers team that's built around LeBron and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is very injury prone. He's never played a, a full 82 game season in his whole in his whole 7 year career. Then also add on that you have a 36 year old LeBron who kind of showed last season he's a bit injury prone too that he's not getting any younger. Yeah, he may be a beast of nature when it comes to his body, but two essentially two plus additional seasons of going to the finals eight straight times. That is not doing any favors for his body. So, and then also add on, you have a lot of, these. you got a lot of very personal, high personality type guys where those could easily clash. I don't even think it's about that. I think, I think outside of LeBron and, and um, LeBron and AD, most of the players that they picked up are, are past, you know, past their prime. Like they're not, if it was three to five years ago, then th- th- we could probably safely say, like, holy shit, this team is gonna gonna do something. But you know, the people that they picked up because of how Kawhi Leonard handled his his free agency, it kind of screwed him to to having oh, scraps, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah, which no, is amazing. I mean, 
Kawhi, Kawhi starved them out, and really, I don't think they were ever an option. I don't think he ever really considered them. He was just tugging them. <laughs> Sorry, had to, had to. But yeah, that but yeah. So fun. Well, like you said, yeah, I don't think the Lakers were ever an option. I agree with that. I don't think. I think. I don't think they were either. If you have any ta- if you have any problems with this list, you can tweet at me at Ty Yeager Radio. I I will explain this in further in another podcast, most likely, because I know I'm going to get so much more shit for it. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up. Tom, you have a lot of things you want to plug. You have a you are recently now a freelance. You have a book coming out. You have a new you have a website. All plans. Tell us what you have planned in store for the future with the real Tom Petrini. Yeah, so I guess the immediate future is tomorrow morning, 6.30, I fly out to Vegas. Um, I'm going to be there for the tail end of Summer League, and I I took a little bit of a risk, I guess, planning my trip like that, but I had a feeling the Spurs were going to make a run with this group, um, and it looks like they will be in the, the tournament play, so um should catch a couple of games in Vegas. Um I'm building my YouTube out and doing a, a bunch of podcast videos and film breakdowns. Um, Those are really great, by the way. Um, thank you. Yeah, I, I learned iMovie. Shit's easy. Yeah, it's it's real. <laughs> I I do most of my work on iMovie. People say, "Damn, your stuff looks good." It's like I'm just using iMovie. Right. This is literally the most basic video editing possible. Stop. Yeah. But I've I've been having fun with that. Um, I have a video up on the two Spurs draft picks and Lonnie Walker um, trying to get to a thousand subscribers and almost halfway there. That's when YouTube starts paying you that internet money. Hey. Uh, so going for that YouTuber and, life. And yeah, I'm, I'm writing an ebook on Kawhi Leonard. It's called Kawhi, like W H Y. Um, and I actually am going to be working with uh, Isaac Garcia. He's a great artist, uh, tattoo artist, sketcher, illustrator um and we're gonna have a lot of fun with that um like i'm gonna have him draw like tony parker rap battle dissing Kawhi. um <laughs> i'm thinking maybe like uncle dennis hiding Kawhi in a closet in new york or something um we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun and it's you know i'm, I'm a journalist i i take it very seriously but um the the publicly available facts with the whole thing tell a, a pretty clear story. Uh, and so I'm going to put that all together and it's going to be, um, I'm thinking eight or 10 chapters. He's going to do an illustration for everyone. And uh, you can pre-order a copy, just send me five bucks on Venmo. Uh, it's just Tom dash Petrini. I'll get you on the list. And um, I'm going to be starting my own website soon uh, for, all sorts of Spurs content creators and business people. If you want to sell something to Spurs Mafia, um, I'm your dude. So, yeah, that's that's what's coming up. Um, trying to have the site up and running before the season. The book is definitely going to be done before the season. Um, and yeah, really excited. All right, man. All right. Again, thank you so much for joining us. You have been a very you have a lot of insight, especially with the summer league. You watch a lot more more Spurs basketball than I've been able to but you, it's been a real pleasure having you on man Yeah, thank you very time. much yeah I'm, all right. I'm doing this every day so I'll see you guys soon so alright where can they find you Tom uh, it's at real Tom Petrini on Twitter a lot of fakes out there um, <laughs> and just just search Tom Petrini on YouTube you'll find me alright man everybody go and subscribe 
subscribe. Yeah, smash that subscribe button, baby. And the like button. You got to do both. Absolutely. All right. Well, you can check out you you can check out at the line at at thelinepodcast.com. You can also find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all over those all over the place. Damn. Uh, at the line is also brought to you by News for San Antonio's Spurs Zone. We have a Mac and I have been contributing to the Spurs Zone, and we have some new pieces coming out soon. Uh, I do have a piece on Lonnie Walker and if he should sit for the rest of the Spurs for the summer league coming out on Wednesday, which should be the time that this episode comes out. You can find us on Twitter at the Line Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Ty Yeager Radio. You can find Mac at Mac Penn Media, and like we said, you can find Tom at the Real Tom Petrini. It's Real Tom P E T R I N I. All right, don't forget. Also, don't forget to check out the Rise Up Podcast Community on Twitter at RU Pod Community or on their webpage at bit.ly slash Rise Up Pod Community. Yeah, we have a laundry list of stuff to go through. <laughs> Uh, there's merchandise. You can go find that easy at our website. Don't need to plug that too much. All right. Any last words, guys? Uh, I'm just here to drink <laughs> alcohol and eat desserts <laughs> all the time. All right. Uh, final prediction. Do you think Marcus Morris, uh, signs or signs or goes away? I think he signs. I think he signs too. All right, Mac, any last words? Nope. Uh, just hopefully Becky gets another W, another championship in the summer league. Be- Let's go, Becky. Becky over any of your other coaches. That's go, how Becky, works. go. Go, Becky, go. All right, my final words. Fuck you, Laker fans. You're delusional. <laughs> All right. This has been out of the line. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time.